Put industry leading, difference making, and tomorrow shaping on your to-do list. Explore Deloitte technology careers at deloitte.com slash tech careers and engineer your future at Deloitte. Not running your business on NetSuite is like trying to sink a putt with a cap pulled over your eyes. NetSuite by Oracle is the number one cloud financial system, giving you visibility and control of your financials, inventory, budgeting, and more all in one place. 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 31,000 businesses already use NetSuite. This summer, NetSuite has a special financing program for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash go. netsuite.com slash go. Course. Podcast is intended for mature audiences. The views and opinions expressed are those of the panelists and do not reflect in any way those of the podcast partners, sponsors, or affiliates. Enjoy. Hi, this is Michael Buffer, and you're listening to the voice of the people. Let's get ready for Boxing Voice. Every day I'm hustling, 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 hustling. Every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling. Hey daddy, you fight with nobody. This a dollar beat. This 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 a dollar beat. You won the bet with nobody. This a dollar beat. You never gonna get a fight, man. You're a horrible fighter. Gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of the Boxing Voice Radio. I am your host, Nesta Gibbs. Find me on Instagram and Twitter at NestGTO. Tonight, I'm going to be joined alongside a few rotating panelists. We're going to have Rated Business with us for the first hour. We should be having the King of Essex, I mean, a little later. And maybe even another surprise, man. Ray, what's going on? It's been a minute. Glad to have you back. What's up, Ness? Yeah, absolutely, man. It's good to be back. Uh, good to have you back in the Sunshine State, Florida. Yeah. Absolutely, I, I do miss Florida. Let me tell you, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a necessary evil to move to 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 Vegas for the growth of the show. But man, I do love the great state of Florida, man. Just coming back here, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. I'm honestly like, the greenery, the weather, the sun. It's always great in, in, in Florida. Yeah, man, it's fantastic out here. But uh, like you said, for the growth of the show, that studio's next level. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You got to come through, man. When Next in Vegas, come on through so you can have a seat in the actual cockpit, man. And, uh, you know, you've been helping out around here on the on the Skype. It is time to get you in studio so you can see how you sign under those professional shore MB7 mics, you know? Oh, yeah, I'm definitely down for that. You know, fun fact, I've actually never been to Vegas. Oh, wow. You yeah. know, uh, now that I'm out there more, I'm hearing that from more and more people. It was my lady's first time not too long ago. 
Now I'm hearing it's your first time. I think James told me he's never been either. And speaking of Vegas, we got a Vegas resident. What up, Ringwalk Danny? What's up, champ? Can you hear me? We hear you. You sound like a little, you know, but whatever. We'll deal with it. What's, what's what? It seems like your beard has grown. Uh, I hope so. You know, that's the... <laughs> That's the point of the of the growth treatment I'm doing. But uh, no, man, just here to talk some boxing with you guys, of course. Yeah, man, I'm glad that you're on because I did send you that Spanish-only article uh, because we had so much to talk about. I think the biggest news is the fact that Al Heyman and the PBC have increased their offer to Canelo uh, upwards of $100 million for a Charlo Benavides fight. So Samson Lewickovich did not lie here on this show when he said that Canelo turned down more than $50 million to face uh, David Benavidez. But now we're hearing from all the local Mexican uh, reporters that Canelo has decided on Bivol and that he'll be fighting Bivol next. So, I mean, obviously I want your guys' thoughts on turning down the $100 million to fight Charlo and Benavidez. Obviously the fights that people want and instead, taking the matchroom deal, which was said to be 85, but I'm sure matchroom is matching him. That's why they're matchroom. Uh, but, 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 yeah, we get Dimitri Bivol in uh, the trilogy with Gennady Golovkin. Fellas, man, did he make the right decision? Is that what you wanted him to do? Well, uh, my man, Ringwalk Danny, you can go ahead and take this one first, and then I will go after you. Go ahead. What do you think? Um, no, obviously, you know, for anybody who's seen the show in the last week, that's not what I wanted. Um, I wanted the Charlo, then Benavidez um, fights for 2022. And in fact, I know uh, at some point in one of our recent shows in Las Vegas, I even told Nuss, I'm like, man, why don't they do a two fight deal? You know, combining the two, us not knowing, of course, us not knowing um, what actually had went on. But to me, those were the fights that the fans would want to see more. You know, very few fans are really interested in the, the trilogy with Gennady. You know, everybody says Canelo can't fight the black fighter. So, obviously, you know, Jamal Charlo being a two-division champion, that was the, the fight to be made. And then... With Benavidez and his star power, um, you know, he has a very fan-friendly uh, style when he fights. And I, I just felt that those were the fights that made sense for this year. Go ahead, Ray. Yeah, man. Uh, it looks like we're joined by my man, King Amin. What's up, brother? King of Essex, what it do? Hey, fellas. Listen, we got a lot to talk about. I'm chomping at the bit. You see, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go. <laughs> Right on time, right on time. I know King Amin is ready, man. Anybody that wants a little bit of extra content too, go over to my YouTube page after this at the Business Boxing Club. Me and King Amin actually did a pretty lengthy breakdown of who Canelo should fight next, weighed out all the options and whatnot. But I'm going to bring a little bit of a different opinion and whatnot. You know, I'm showing out today. I got my Canelo Alvarez gear on <laughs> as the... As the, the designated redhead of the boxing voice, you know, I have to show out and represent. But look, man, I think both offers are good. Uh, like Ness said, I, I'm sure that Eddie Hearn and Matchroom are going to match that deal, the $100 million. But it just, 
comes down to do you want to move forward at 175 pounds or do you want to stay at 168? I mean, for the PBC deal, you get that Charlo fight, which is a big money fight. You get, which personally, I know a lot of people don't agree with me, but I think that is an easy fight for Canelo. I don't think Charlo's able to hold up, especially coming from 160. And if you look at his last couple fights, this guy's getting touched up and hands put on him by former 154-pounders, etc. Now we look at David Benavidez. I will say that I believe that David Benavidez, out of anybody, does still somewhat have a legitimate claim to that WBC title. Even though, you know, all of the, I guess, drama and the scale and the cocaine and whatever, he still does have a little bit of claim to that WBC title, and there's still a little bit of unfinished business at 168 pounds to claim supremacy in that division instead of fighting a charlo moving up to 168 or a triple g moving up to 168 for that trilogy fight but if you're gonna make the same amount of money as that charlo fight you might as well fight bivol capture that wba 175 pound title which is a very difficult fight stylistically if the best bivol shows up but the Triple G fight, I think a lot of people, uh, what Ringwalk said, you know, a lot of fans don't want to see that. I might slightly disagree. A lot of hardcore fans don't want to see that because we know the outcome. I feel like a lot of casual fans are going to want to see that fight, too. And I think that sells also. But as far as... Do we really know the outcome, though? Eh, I mean, a, fa a favorable favorable guess, right? Like, we can, we can you know... I mean, I, get, I, I mean, now that now that the fight is a little bit closer, or rather official, um, I don't I know. I mean, the September date will Triple G still fight Murata though in the interim? I mean, I, if I were him, I would, I would, I would want to be active and 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 you know, in rhythm. Yeah, be, yeah considering well, he hasn't on. fought. But, but how does that fight, and this is where I just got to, I got to slide right here. How does that fight help Triple G? Oh, Triple G can't keep his head off a line. He's the male Ebony Bridges Triple G, all right? So we're talking about him moving up to one Z. The problem with the whole Canelo situation is the two-for-ones don't weigh out equitably when you talk about what um, Bivol and, and Triple G has to offer. That shit don't weigh out, and I ain't going to pay out. I ain't rocking for that, man. Now, if you tell me, okay, if you talk about uh, the Triple G uh, Canelo fight and the Charlo fight being equitable in the sense of the smaller guy moving up, then you get what you want with the whole slick black fighter narrative. Like, yo, I deal with that. Then you have all the intrigue in the world with the Benavidez fight. Hear our sound? Like, that's the fights that should be happening. Yeah, you get it. But no, no, no. We're gonna get um triple G move. Now the Bivol fight does bring some 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 interesting layers to it. It's always at once, you know, 175 is gonna be different. But come on, man. The triple G fight again. Yo, anybody that wants to see this fight, you should be a fucking shame to yourself. Shame the fuck on you. Man, I'm 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 hearing you on that. Um you know the triple G fight, like I think, like I said, first casuals, I think it sells, and that's what sells to the market. I don't know that it sells more than a Jamal Charlo fight, but 
I guess I would say, you know, does if Canelo does take the PBC deal and he gets that Charlo fight in May, does Benavidez fight Plant in the meantime? Well, no, he got the fight with Lemieux, right? Oh, bro, I completely forgot about that, man. Yeah, he got he got the fight with Lemieux. Um, and and is that booked? So it hasn't been officially announced, and from what Sam, uh, for what from what Samson said the other day on the show, um, the only reason for that is is venues, trying to find a venue. Okay, gotcha. But they have a target date, or it just depends on the venue. Uh, Ness, do you remember the target? If if Samson said they have a target date for oh. uh, for Lemieux for Benavides Lemieux. Uh, it, I know, April, I, April, yeah. April. I think it's April, the beginning of April or end of April, April twentieth, maybe. Well, let's see I know he's twentieth. I, I know, I know. He said they were they were needing to get um a venue, correct? So it it would have to be either the ninth, sixteenth, twenty third, or thirtieth. <laughs> you know, and obviously the sixteenth is already uh Arrow's date. The thirtieth um, is I, taken. I mean, the thirtieth isn't taken by PBC. Yeah, I don't yeah know, but do they want to? Yeah, they probably they probably do want to go up against Amanda Serrano and fucking Shakur Stevenson, who is one of our news and notes. Might as well go ahead to it. Uh, first news and notes on the docket is Oscar Valdez, Shakur Stevenson, officially announced for April 30th at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas. Fellas, I'm not happy. Top rank, Bob Arum, whoever's in charge, they're giving fuel to the fire. They're adding you know, claim and and, 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 and and stake to Terrence Crawford's lawsuit. The promotional video is one that strengthens the case of Crawford in the sense that Shakur can use it against top rank. It's not even a face of Shakur, let alone of Oscar Valdez. But when you think of Josh Teller uh, and, and Ramirez, they had a big poster. Tiafimo and, Va- and, 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 and Vasile... They had a big poster. Uh, top rank dropping the ball. I'm sure they'll hear the cries of the fans and eventually make a fit, an official fight poster. But let me just screen share this for those watching us on BoxRec. This is all that they released. Uh, this is a graphic image. Obviously, it's a video demonstrating the words Oscar Valdez and Shakur. And that is the still shot that is being released and circulated through uh, the media. There is nothing else representing this fight as of yet. Uh, this post on their social media only has 4,891 likes. Is there a lack of promotion here? I would say that we should maybe wait a couple days before we jump to that conclusion because this could possibly be like the teaser before the trailer. And I'm hoping that's what it is. Well, this is actually the trailer before the teaser to the actual fight poster because this is a, literally a video. Yeah, you know when they when you come out with a movie, you come out with that short little teaser, and then you come out with the with the movie trailer. Mm. You know what I mean? That teaser is just a little bit. This gets us, you know, gets the chatter started, gets us talking about it, and then tomorrow, the next day, day after that, we'll see the actual promotion start to roll out. Now, if we don't see that in the next couple of days, especially over the weekend then I think, you know, we could definitely have this conversation. Guys, before the next I one jumps in, let me just say, 
the chat is basically, you know, insinuating like I need to relax that they just announced it. But shouldn't you as a promoter have the graphic imagery representing a promotion that you're sitting on? These guys were given contracts. Is it so much to ask a graphic designer, hey, have something in the cut so when these contracts are signed and we officially announce we have something? Am I asking too much? I, I think on, on one hand, you know, they know this fight is going to feel appeal to hardcores, you know, and I think there's some subtle marketing in there. I mean, at least with Shakur Stevenson, I mean, the only popular popularization of the name Shakur is either Tupac or Shakur Stevenson. So, you know, when you throw that name out there, most people, boxing or not, you you know it's not uh, the deceased rapper. You might say, oh, is that the young kid, Olympic? So I think, do I think there needs to be more marketing? Let's, you know, let, let's be objective like the chat might be saying. Let's let things play out a little bit before we jump the gun. Um, as far as, you know, uh, announcing Oscar Valdez the way they did on that marquee, I think maybe they were missing a teacup or something because it's like so many Oscars, Nobody knows, like, Valdez. Anybody going to jump straight to Valdez? You know what I'm saying? Danny, uh, is Valdez a silver medalist, a, a gold medalist? Why is Valdez the A-side here? Um, why is his name first? Uh, I don't know. No, I mean, uh, obviously he's been uh, a champion uh, he was a champion first. I don't know that uh, he's more appealing. I did notice that his name was before, you know, on top of Shakur's in the promotional um, video that was posted. Uh, however, you know, I said it in the in the pre-pro chat. I, I feel that Shakur is the A-side going into this fight. I feel like he is the more appealing name. I feel that he is the bigger household name um, amongst the two. But, you know, the thing is that Oscar, whether you like it or not, he has a country behind him. So uh, unlike in America, the British fans support, you know, their British fighters. The Mexican fans support, for the most part, their Mexican or Mexican-American fighters. So, uh you know, I don't, I don't know that I necessarily feel that Valdez is the A side. One thing I will say though, I really hope they put a lot more into this fight than they did Shakur's last fight against Jamel Herring in Atlanta, because I truly believe that Top Rank saw the success that Javante had in Atlanta, and they felt, well, you know, we have um, Shakur Stevenson, who, you know, he's friends with a lot of these artists, with a lot of these athletes, um, you know. Uh, and they didn't do their job. They didn't do their job, and they thought that he was gonna just sell it out himself because he was black, and you were putting him in Atlanta. Let's be real. No, they didn't, and, and they that's, didn't promote. That's what it was. That's what it was. But yeah, it's unfortunate, man. That 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 they've been doing this for so many years, but continuously dropped the ball. You know, the issues are that we don't know the economics. You know, the wins and losses. Um, so that's why it looks like they're dropping the ball. But for all we know, they're making money even when they're losing money. One thing I could say about it, though, I, I think, you know, we give it some time. What we've been seeing lately is sometimes these, even the fights that we consider big, 
it's like that week, the first, you know, the, the, the second week out, you know, that's when things kind of really heat up. You might hear it on the radio locally or see a few more commercials on affiliated networks. So, you know, I, I think, you know, we, we that's been following on social media, the hardcore fans, people that's on Twitter looking for this news, like we're heated up and we're looking for it. But I think, um, you know, give it some time. It should create. I mean, listen, the other part, we got to look at it, too. We haven't really seen ESPN, or at least I haven't really seen ESPN promoting the fight yet. So maybe that's due to kick up in a little bit as well. Well, I mean, the fight hasn't even been officially announced, so I don't expect any promo. No, this from... is the official announcement. It's officially no, I, announced. I mean, to, to me, the official announcement would come because Top Rank hasn't posted it. Yes, they you did. Do... Oh, did they? Yeah. Because this morning when I went on, I saw it on Shakur's page. Um, he posted both the video and the the poster that had both last names. And when I went to Valdez's page, he didn't post it's the video. It's on Top Ranks. I, that's where I was screen sharing it from. And they sent okay. out press releases, official press releases. Like, that's the poster. Like, that's the that's the email they sent me. What'd you make of, uh, I mean, maybe this is me overthinking it, but uh, over Oscar's name, they have, like, the... Uh, the you know the tribal the the Aztec stuff yeah, going and on o- and over Shakur's they got graffiti, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I I'm not gonna lie, I found that a, a bit um, offensive, intriguing, offensive, offensive. Perfect for the lawsuit. Let's choose graffiti. Something they're that's, not doing themselves favors some, over there. Something that's commonly uh, associated with vandalism. Something that's commonly seen in the urban community. That's the perfect. That's the perfect font to use for the black man. <laughs> Yo, I'm telling you, yeah, they need they, help. They just gotta hire new blood. They don't know what they're doing. It's just that simple. Like, you know, one dude, you're giving the Aztecan, you know, fucking hieroglyphics, because that's what it is. If you look, uh, let me screen share it again. If you look at it, it's like stones. Uh, or or I don't know what this text could be. Look at it for yourself. It, it, it looks very, you know, royal. <laughs> but yeah, it, this was funny to me, man. It was funny. I don't know. These are just little things, though. Little things. Man, over there at Top Rank, they're just, I feel like they're just still in that old school boxing promotion. They haven't moved into the, the 2020s yet. Yeah, they know. got the, uh, they're from the Donald Sterling, the former owner of the Clippers. They're from the Donald Sterling School of Marketing and shit. You know, you know if they were smart, you know, if, if they was really smart, and you and and I say this, and I have a lot of good relationships over at Top Rank. I was just at their gym yesterday. But if they Securing were Securing really, that Edgar Belanga interview. Uh, yeah, we'll have Edgar on the show next week, you know. <laughs> we'll have Edgar on the show next week along with his pops. But um, if they were smart, they would try to do the whole black and Puerto Rican thing. Shakur's been vocal about it. Exactly. Like, bro, like, <laughs> come on, it's it's common sense. No, but they don't want to be smart. He he's he said it over and over. I reached out to him, and he's confirmed it. He's half Puerto Rican. You think they tap into it? Nah. And and it's but crazy. Watch. The minute he breaks cr- free. He's going to do just like everybody else that broke free. He will tap into it, and he will show you how marketable he is. And it's, it's crazy because I um, 
I have Puerto Rican American friends who like, man, I would love to hear him speak Spanish. I would love to see that Puerto Rican side of him or, you know, just to tap in more with him and maybe he could tap in more into his uh, Puerto Rican heritage as well because obviously that came from his father's side who um, uh, Shakur lost his father at a very young age. But to me, I feel like that'd be that'd be the smart, uh, logical thing to do. You know, I, I wasn't impressed with the promotion, but I was like, you know what, maybe something bigger is coming in a few days. Maybe something bigger is coming after the during or after the 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 Kel Brook and Amir Khan telecast. Um, but I definitely was. Um, I just found it funny that they used the Aztec theme over the Valdez name, and you got uh, these are questions the- that he needs to be asked. I'm telling you, man. Val, if you're listening, I know he's supposed to be seeing them. If Shakur shows up to Houston. These are things that need to be asked because, uh, I mean, look, he's probably dialed into it, not even thinking about it. It is what it is. Uh, I don't know. I mean, did you touch on what direction you'd like to see Canelo go? Because obviously now they're reporting uh, that he's choosing the Dimitri Bivol Gennady Golovkin route, even though uh, PBC and Al have uh, increased their offer to upward of $100 million for a two-fight pay-per-view deal. You asking me how I spoke on it? Uh, either one of you, if you haven't, you know, take your turn. Oh no, I was gonna say I, I spoke on it. Uh, I'm not sure. I know I know Ray spoke on it. I'm not sure if uh, King I mean spoke on it. Boyo, boyo, yeah. Oh, you, know, you say he's chicken? chicken? Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> you calling him a chicken? Serious? Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it, and it's about time somebody say it loud and clear. Like, wow. yo, it can't. It can't be about the money. It can't always be about the money when you have every yo Benavidez with honor been begging for that fight. Benavidez been trying to fight everybody. You know what I'm saying? But still, it's like, come on, man, you you, you can't do that. Yo, what's insulting? And this is what y'all don't understand. It's the bait and switch. They're gonna bring Triple G up to 168 for the first time. Triple G has been stopped. Canelo's the first person ever to start. What the fuck? You brought him up to 168 and beat the shit out of him. What, what do we think is going to happen as logical boxing? No, no, no. The come same, on, don't, the same don't thing is going to happen to Jamal Charlo. Don't do that. Don't, but don't, don't do that. Because, because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, Triple G has the record. Well, he's tied with the record for the most successful title defenses at middleweight. So motherfuckers are expected to go up and wait. People are expected to go up and wait, but he's then, over too to go up and wait. Triple G, Triple G spends his entire career at one weight class. We know he's getting knocked out, so so that's okay. Next time, about do we know the outcome? Of course, Canelo's stopping him. But here's the thing, <laughs> Triple G, Triple G. Stop, you don't know if he's stopping Biffle. No, no, he I'm, saying, fought I'm saying Canelo. I'm, I'm saying with Triple G, <laughs> he might not. Be. That's what I'm trying to say. He might not make it to a Triple G fight if he got to go through Bivol. Oh, he beating Bivol for sure. He might not make it through a tri- to sure. a Bivol fight. If, Bivol, you know, if, if the I'm best Bivol you, shows up, then he's drinking. His That's last a real fight. fight. That's a real his fight. His last fight, yeah. In his last fight, I thought I was like, man, Canelo works this man. But I think it was the fight before that. The first, at least the first six rounds, Bivol sharp. And he's a bigger guy. Canelo definitely has to chop down oh, the tree, yeah. put that water in the basement, etc. I think he can get it done, but I think it's a much challenge, more challenging fight than Charlo or Triple G 
David Benavidez stylistically is a lot different, but I think we, there's an argument to be made about those two being maybe equivalent. Let me get to see Super Chats real quick, gentlemen, uh, just to include the live chat. We got Big Supermax in plain view that says, was planning on going, but not for Bivol. Hands up emoji. Coming right back with another one. Anybody anybody on the panel disappointed that, that, that it, it sounds like it's Bivol? Because he his Super Chat is basically stating disappointment. I mean, why would we be disappointed? Because Bivol, all it, all Bivol is is a stepping stone. All he has, if Bivol didn't have a WBA 175 title, we wouldn't be having this conversation. He wouldn't even be in the sweepstakes. So that um, all he is is the stepping stone to Undisputed at 175, and that's really the way we should be looking at it. And I'm sure if the fight gets announced, that's the way it will be promoted by Eddie Hearn, somebody who knows how to promote disappointment gentlemen um to me to me the positive and i've been vocal about wanting you know the charlo fight next to me the positive that comes from that is that canelo received a lot of criticism when he fought kovalev saying you know most people felt he was down on the car saying he don't belong there saying that he ain't fighting no young, light, heavy, that he fought somebody past their prime, mm -hmm. somebody coming off of a quick turnaround because, you know, he had that yard fight in August to turn around and fight in September, in November, I'm sorry. So to me, that's the positive. You're going to fight a proven champion, um, somebody who's been there, somebody who's made those defenses, somebody who's younger. So to me, that's the positive in fighting Bivol. Um, I said I wanted him to handle 68, but it seems like after that, he's going to come down to, you know, continue at 68. Um, look, Bivol's not my first option, but, you know, for those reasons, I do like that fight. Yeah, King. real quick to, to, to what you said, and then, and then I'll let you go, King, I mean, real quick. Um, you know, you made some good points about his last, his last, world championship appearance at 175 this is another thing where bivol is in his prime he's already beat one of the other champions so are we going to give him his credit or are we going to sit here and pretend that the champion at 160 pounds who's getting hands put on him by 154 pounders is somehow oh this guy is way better than the light heavyweight champion because, oh, Charlo's got a great jab, and da -da, I see all these people listen to these reasons on Twitter and whatnot. They're just trying to convince themselves, I believe, and, you know, trying to warp reality, the future of reality. King, take it away. Yeah, the Bivol fight. Bivol fight is, is the one nobody should have a problem with, because if you get in the Kovalev fight, I saw that one totally differently. I, I did see or felt Kovalev was up, but that's what impressed me. I said, damn, Canelo got his ass up out of here. That was impressive. I would be equally impressed, you know, at, at whatever the outcome is with the Bivol fight, especially if he wins. But on that back end, that's what I'm saying, the sleight of hand. The Bivol fight is so good. Except the Triple G, that's the bullshit. That's the bullshit. That's the fight I cannot accept as a good fight. That fight does not belong at 168. Yeah, he was good at middleweight. And he even looks, I mean, so even moving forward, look at both fighters moving forward. He hasn't gotten better. He doesn't look better. Canelo has. Canelo is, is going up and down and looking good in doing so. So then you talk about bringing a guy up that, you know, okay, 
He ain't, it ain't like he fought Boo Boo at 160 and we say, yeah, he, he after the loss to Canelo, he really started killing shit back at 160. It ain't like he fought Boo Boo. It ain't like he fought Charlo. Come on, man. So him moving up to fight Canelo, it's a money grab. It's his cash out. He's about to get stopped in that fight. So a couple things I wanted to say, obviously with uh, with Charlo, I've I've actually been uh, to his last few fights, and um, I think that a, a person like Jamal Charlo is the one to wake up for the night. You know, if we see the Jamal Charlo that we saw in there against Devyachenko, I mean, he knows this is the opportunity of a lifetime. So I expect to see the best Jamal Charlo um, we've seen, you know, the Jamal Charlo that fought, you know, like a Devyachenko. I don't expect to see the Jamal Charlo that just fought Montiel last summer. Um, should that fight take place? But, um, you know, I, I, I still think that Jamal would give Canelo difficulties in that fight. Um, I do believe that from a fan perspective, that would be a more entertaining fight. The buildup would be better for that fight. Um, however, you know, I think Canelo beats Charlo. I think he beats Bivol. I think he beats MacBook. You know, I, uh, I mean, shit. The only, the only guy right now that I see can, giving Canelo problems in in ten ounce gloves is Tyson Fury at this point. Damn. Damn. Yeah. Question. Question for you guys. Um, I don't know if y'all have already talked about this or whatnot. Um, if he does go the matchroom route. Is that going to be a DAZN pay-per-view double deal? Yeah, I mean, that's what the the reports were saying, that the Gennady and the Bivol fights would be matchroom pay-per-view. They would be DAZN pay-per-view. So it's not like this is a better choice for us as fight fans. These fights well, aren't better, and they're not going to be cheaper. Well, well, no, um, and and that's where I'm going to stop you, Ness. Um, I do think that the pay-per-view price would be cheaper. Than the seventy four ninety nine that we're accustomed to paying for numerous reasons, right? The fights have to be pay per view because they can't give Canelo these paydays that they're offering him unless they're doing it pay per view, right? Exactly. Um, I honestly believe that they would have more success on on pay per view than they do subscription. You got to understand the fan bases, right? You got to understand that. I'm a Mexican-American. I have older Mexican family who lives here in the United States who doesn't have Netflix or doesn't have Hulu, let alone of the zone, right? So for them, going to the remote and ordering the fight from the remote is a lot easier and a lot simpler than it is to download an app, create an account. You think I got, I got 50, 60-year-old aunts who... who they don't they don't have a fucking email like come on man you know they don't know how to do these things so i think it'll do better but i don't see them because people do have the subscription i don't see them um having the pay-per-view at a 74.99 you know when i was thinking about it i think 50 dollars is the most they'll go and i wouldn't be surprised if i see anywhere from 35 to 50 um Another thing to keep in mind when it comes to pay-per-views and matchroom, they've only done them in the UK. I say that to say the most they've had a pay-per-view for, I want to say, is like 25 pounds, which is about $32, $33 or something like that, if I'm not mistaken. So, um, I, and I, my conversion rate could be a bit off, but I know, I know I'm within a few dollars. 
So I don't believe that they'll be able to to, to charge, nor will they charge, you know, the seventy four ninety nine that we've been accustomed to paying here in the United States. Why? What's up with UK pay per views? Are always so cheap, man. You know they they complain. They're taxing about, us out here, bro. Well, I wouldn't say complain. They uh, you know, they critique our pay per view prices all the time. Uh, Ness and I have spoke to Eddie. He's like. Yo, you got to really be making it in the United States to afford all these pay-per-views because, you know, especially if, if especially if you're a combat, uh, a combat sports fan as a whole, you know, UFC does a pay-per-view a month. Every month, um, bro. You know, so, so if you watch boxing and UFC, which I know plenty of people, I mean, got to be dishing out $1,500, $2,000 plus a year in pay-per-view. Yeah, my pockets are dry, man. And that's that's something that I want to bring up uh, real quick in a certain point. Because the I, I want to ask a question. If the zone does the pay-per-view, will they release the number that Canelo sells? Because also on that doubt same... It. you You doubt it? Is that what you said? Yeah, I doubt it as well. But it would be interesting because on that same May 7th date, now for the second time in a row, the UFC is going to be directly competing with Canelo on that date. They're going to be doing their Charles Oliveira versus Dutch, Justin Gaethje fight. And I think they're doing their light heavyweight fight. It'll be a two-title fight. So I know a lot of UFC fans are going to be buying that. For me, I always say that there's a casual audience that is a fan of both that could go either way. I know a lot of times they, they lean to that Canelo side, but you never know. So if it's split up, if we get both numbers and that UFC does better than the Canelo fight with Bivol, I don't think that's very good for Canelo, especially if your price tag is $50 million. I think he definitely outsells them with a, with a Jamal Charlo fight, though. Yo, I, well, let, let's not forget. Let's not forget Canelo just fought Caleb Plant. And what UFC card did it go up against? It went up against the second biggest UFC card of the year. Yep. And Canelo still did 800,000-plus pay-per-views. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, but that yeah. was that was Caleb smacking Canelo, man. No one's ever seen an A side get smacked before. I, I I keep saying that, man. People keep overlooking that. That that was different. They wanted no, to I see thought, what I was talked about it happen. too, man. Because I watched the like I said, I watched the the M the MMA media like this shows like this, but in the MMA version of basically the boxing voice, and even these guys were like. Yo, did you see the Canelo? Are we, yo, the Canelo fight, Canelo fight, Canelo fight. Everyone's talking about Canelo. You know what I mean? They're not talking about the MMA guys. So Canelo has that audience over there as well. But I just don't like when it's split up like that. And and as a fan like me, now I got to get the two TV set up. It's no, of course, of course, you know. But it's like how many people are gonna be? Look, man, Canelo to me, Canelo to me, I feel like people need to give him understand how much he draws like you got Dana White uh cage side for his second second biggest it was only the second biggest because Connor's always going to be the biggest yeah. but but um Kobe Covington and Kamaru Usman too was the most significant card of the year the most significant fight of without, the year without yeah without Conor McGregor's name attached absolutely it was the most sought after and anticipated fight of the year went up against Canelo and you got the president of the UFC Dana White sitting cage side while um I forget what girl fight Doug Rose versus Wei Li too. Two. The first one was unbelievable. 
Doug Rose was coming in with that momentum. They didn't think shit. Man, come on. I was get in the building. I was in the building. Get, we get booed the shit that out was, of that was, that was That was... That card was the most anticipated card outside of Conor, but Conor can fight me and you, and Conor's going to sell. So what I'm can saying is... fight an old man at the bar. The president of the UFC sitting cage side watching fucking Canelo when he has his most significant event outside of Conor of 2021, and he's watching Canelo. Yeah, I think, I think the, the point is... Let, let me slide in some super chats. I got Big Super Max that says... Bivol has said he'd go to 168. So will Nello defend undisputed and have Bivol put up the 175 pound strap, a la Mayweather Maidana, two for the 147 and 154 pound titles? What you guys? Think? Well, you know, is it going to be a 75 pound fight or is it going to be the way Supermax says? It's, it's it's possible. I think the way they've been speaking about it, I know in the past he has made those comments about going down to 68. Um, I do think it's possible, but I feel like the way they've been speaking about it, it's almost been like, okay, yeah, we'll go up to 75 to fight you for that. But you know, we just saw recently in in Gervonta Davis and Leo Santa Cruz. Um, so you know, it wouldn't shock me. Um, however, you know, those were, was a 35, um, pound title for the WBA that Javante had. That was a regular title. But, um, I mean, if you're Bivol, if you're Bivol, wouldn't you, I wouldn't say necessarily want to come to 68, but now not just you get to defend your title, but you get a chance to become undisputed in the second, in, in, in a division. So, you know, that'd be interesting. I wouldn't be mad at it. And if Canelo beats Bivol, he gets that 175-pound title and puts himself in line to fight the winner of Joe Smith and better be if. But, you know, if, if Canelo does that catchway, if he makes him come down 68, you know, should he win, people are going to be like, oh, he fought a dehydrated Bivol. To me, at this point, yo, fuck, fuck it. F- fight him at 75 because that way you don't want you don't give people no excuse to say about this, that, and the third when it came to him fighting an old Kovalev. Now you fighting a young Bivo, so I'd rather I'd rather the fight be at seventy five personally. I mean, you got something before I go to a super yeah. chat? Yeah, man. If if Canelo dares, come on now. If if he fights Bivo one sixty eight, oh, like y'all seriously, this fucking guy. <laughs> Like yo, y- y'all scared with Canelo got he-, he in the background with the with the with the chopper pointed at somebody. Like if he fights Bivol at one sixty eight, didn't fight Bivol at one sixty eight. But Bivol did it. Bivol Bivol said he would come down, and-, and Mayweather did it to Canelo. So all all Canelo would be doing is learning from Mayweather. He gonna be like, yo, you said it in the interview. You doing it in the fight. And that's too much thinking for the fan that just wants to see him fight Charlo. So for them kind of numbers to go up against UFC. All that calculations by Bivol, who did like that shit goes out the fucking window. If he wants to get the same kind of numbers that he did with Plant and go up against a big UFC fight, it's got to be with Charlo. And apparently, he ain't doing that. No, nah, look, I'm gonna tell you, it's it is a bit different for the reason being. And I feel like the other name that he could do, honestly, the four names we've been speaking of, except Bivol, right? Triple G three. You gonna have fans that want to see it again. Benavidez. His style, the size different. You're going to have fans that are going to buy Charlo. They're going to be like, all right, cool. He's fighting the black fighter. He's going to have trouble. You're going to have people that are going to want to buy that. I don't know so much about Bivol, 
But I'm not really as concerned with the UFC card because the one he went up against in November, it's not on the same caliber of a UFC card. So to me, that doesn't concern me. To me, um, you know, the UFC hasn't even officially announced it for one. I know um, those were the talks, and that'll probably be what happens. But is it a concern of mine? Absolutely not. You know, to me, if Canelo was able to do what he did against Kobe and Kamaru and Thug Rose, and and I, I don't want to butcher her name because it's Chinese, but, bro, if you're a UFC fan, you were tuned in. I was at the Canelo plant fight, and I was tuned in because I didn't, you know, those were fights I wanted to see. So that being said, I think Canelo has zero issues going up against the UFC card. Um and like I said, we also don't know. Showtime charged $74.99. What is the zone gonna charge? Bruh, am I the only one shocked that forget that he turned it down, but that 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 this dude's being offered fifty million dollars or more to fight Benavides? Like, is that not shocking? Deontay Wilder offered AJ $50 million and Eddie Hearn act as if that money was impossible to get, that it that it was fake. And now gotta, 50 no, is being shocked, thrown bro. out at at every time we talk, someone's you making gotta, 50. Ness, we've done those, we've done the math on those pay-per-view numbers, you know. Like once again, Eddie charges 25 pounds across the pond. We're used to paying that $74.99. When you start to add up and multiply those fucking pay-per-view sales and see how much they generate, that you know that thirty, forty dollar difference, fifty dollar difference makes a huge difference. Yeah, but but how much of a difference when eight hundred thousand times eighty dollars is only like sixty-four million dollars? So it's like you just paid Canelo. But that's a lot. Yeah, but you you paid Canelo forty million in the plant fight, ten million the plant. That's fifty out of sixty-four. What about the provider? Don't they get a cut? The gut, the gate, concessions. I'm saying it's 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 all it's all it's enough on the table, and this is what I'm saying. I I don't look at that fifty as crazy because you gotta look no way but up. You can't you can't go up unless he was fighting a lesser opponent. So this is why when you hear a hundred million, you say all right, fifty and fifty. You know what I'm saying? Like, just split it down the line and say, look, take 50 for this guy or 60 for... I don't know how they was going to give it to him, but it's a hundred. It's a hundred million dollars. And he'd rather, I guess, take what? Um, You know, I guess the initial offer from, from Matchroom was, what, in the 80s or something? 85, but they said they had room to be up to 100. So they're going to make it 100 because he, he he went the other way with the duck sauce. Let me, let me just time this person out, man, because... I mean, come on, man. Alda's done offered $40 million to Triple G for a two-fight deal. Paid Canelo $40 million plus pay-per-view upside for a plant fight. And now been reported that he offered uh, over 100 <clears throat> for the two Benavidez fights. With Benavidez and, 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 and Charlo fight. And I still got people talking about Wilder's $50 million was fake, man. Like... Listen, bro, we don't want you here, man. I like I don't I don't need you here. Go watch somebody else's channel, please, man. Like Jesus Christ. But uh fellas, man, let's wrap it up on that. Obviously, Canelo is the big fish. He's going to do what he wants to do and we're just going to sit around and wait. Um 
we did there is a super chat that i want to get to because it, it kind of segues into the next topic and it says if Leonidas wins he'll fight ryan this year before devin or tank Khan versus brooke is two glass cannons can't wait i want broner versus Khan next not josh so the first part of his uh super chat is Linares. Linares on the schedule for this weekend, ladies and gentlemen. He's going to be fighting in Russia February 19th. That's Saturday. He's going to be taking on Devin Haney, victim, and WBC uh, highly ranked Zarul Abdelayev. And uh, Linares is the B-side going to Russia for this fight in a WBC lightweight eliminator. So the winner definitely puts themselves in position. No, definitely, definitely. Um, you know, and Lenares actually signed with that Russian promoter that is putting on the event leading into this fight. I'm not sure if it was like a one fight, but I know he signed. Um, I know we spoke to Bill Haney about it. It's interesting, right? Two past, two past uh, victims of Devin Haney. Um Completely, totally different outcomes. I, I was in person for both fights. The Zaire Abdullayev, you know, that was September 13th, 2019. And, you know, Haney fucked him up pretty bad in that fight. Versus in, in the Linares fight, um, a lot more of a one-sided until Linares caught uh, Haney in that 10th round. So, um, against the common opponent in Devin Haney, obviously... Different outcomes uh, in the sense of the way the fight finished. But they both lost. Um, I did see he was a B-side, which was pretty interesting. But he is going, obviously, to fight the Russian fighter in his own home territory. So um, a fight that will be shown on ESPN+. Plus. It was picked up uh, by ESPN+. Plus, and from my understanding, that fight will lead into um, the Con Brook card oh so that's those, good because I, I i i couldn't find tv for it it doesn't say it on espn so that's that's gonna be interesting because that yes. I, I wanted to see how that fight was gonna play out let me uh let me yep. find it let me find it and i'll i'll, I'll send that over to you now so you can screenshot let me find it all right in the, the joints from Russia, they usually start at like 11 a.m so damn catch night. yeah yeah that's super early uh, let me keep it moving here. It looks like we got Steve in Chicago that says, if Canelo has to fight Bivol, so they make him fight GGG, then yes, it's disappointing. No GGG. We don't need to see that again. I don't know that I feel that way. Uh, listen, GGG's still in the game. Somebody's got to take him out. So I want Canelo. Let Boo Boo take him out, though, man. No, let Boo Boo take him out. Let 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 somebody else take him out. We know we don't need he, that. But, but you know he not fighting them dudes. That's the thing. He's purposely not fighting them to wait for Canelo. But I then they then that's is what I'm saying. This is why I'm using such a harsh critique. Then they they both ducking, man. Because now now here's the thing. On the money side of things, I hate it. Eight side slut talk. Yeah, casual fans, you know, people that are just, you know, bloodthirsty should be watching MMA. <laughs> I love MMA, but they should be watching MMA. They, they want to see Canelo fuck Triple G up. That's what they want to see because they can't possibly think that Triple G 
at this point in his career, given what we've seen versus what we've seen with Canelo, has any sort of viable chance if Triple G is moving up? Bro, they think in economics. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, I get it. I'm just, but I, like, it's hard for me. You know, I guess I ain't getting the cut, so I don't give a fuck about it because I'm contributing to the economics. And because of that, I have the right to stand firmly and say that that fucking fight is trash. Nah, man, a lot of, here's the deal, a lot of Canelo fans low-key want that fight, too, because we're so tired of the past four years hearing these people and these casuals, oh, Triple G won both fights, Triple G won both fights in my eyes. Who's got the titles? Who took the titles? Canelo. Canelo won that second fight, for sure. You know, we could debate the first one, but at the end of the day, you know, Canelo's undefeated. Yes, he is. Uh, so Canelo um, is not undefeated. Well, yeah. you know, undefeated yeah. in the sense that no one but Floyd TBE beat him. Hey, I got, I got a pretty hot take on that, but I would mean? say what that. So, so check this out. <laughs> let me let, let me take you down a let me take you down a little rabbit hole real quick, and then y'all can tear me up in the chat in the comments. All right. Uh oh. So 10 years ago, literally 10 years ago today, we had um, Floyd. Everyone was saying, oh, you're going to fight Pacquiao, right? You're going to fight Pacquiao. And he announced, oh, I'm going to fight Miguel Cotto at 154 pounds, etc." He went and did that um, press conference. I think it was in New York where he was in the – remember he had a turtleneck and everything? They asked him at that press conference, they said, hey, you've been saying that um, Pacquiao's been fighting your leftovers, this and that. Well, isn't Miguel Cotto a Pacquiao leftover? Why are you fighting Miguel Cotto? Did you, any of you guys remember his response to that? So what he said was, Pac, he said, I view Miguel Cotto as an undefeated fighter. Mm. He has two losses, and he said that, obviously, the Margarito thing was cheap. And, yeah, Canelo, and, he, and he's fighting Pat, he's fighting Cotto at his natural way. He's not sucking him down like Pacquiao. Exactly. Remember, you remember, remember that, Ness? You remember that, Ness? I got to trigger that little yeah, memory. Yeah, you got to jog my mind. Yeah, I know <laughs> I'm bringing it back 10 years, quite a while, but, you know, people don't forget. So, for 10 years, I've been holding on to this, too. <laughs> I swear to God, bro. So, bro, he sits here and goes, I'm, makes a whole deal. And then not only that, but he's using And it ended up being a good fight. It was Co a great fight. Cotto end up fucking, yo, he he gave the fans what they wanted because we got to see Mayweather bleed, and boy, were they happy to see Mayweather bleed. Yeah, that was a good fight. But Mayweather said it himself. I view him as an undefeated fighter because Pacquiao fought him at a catch weight. That was his words. He sucked him down. The extra, what was it, two pounds? He fought him at 145? 144. 144, yeah. So... He, he sucked him down. And look, if anybody wants to tear me up in the chat, that's cool. But these aren't my words. These are Floyd's words. So then when he is the WBA super 154-pound champion and the chirp started of, oh, he's going to fight Canelo in September 2013, Floyd's first words to that was, oh, we can fight at welterweight. Why would you even fight at welterweight? What sense does that even make? when it would be a title unification as well as a WBA unification at 154 pounds. To be fair, though, to be fair, to be fair, and this is coming from the Canelo uh, fan. Let me hear it. 
to be fair, Canelo and his team said they would do that. They so, would go to so yeah. They said in an interview common, they would do one fifty two. Common misconception is that everybody says because Floyd and Ellerby keep saying that's what happened, but. What ended up happening was Floyd was saying, oh, we're going to fight at welterweight. Canelo's team really wanted to make the deal. They came, Floyd came back and said, um, I think there was a back and forth after that. He gave a little bit more and said, oh, how about 150? And then they said, no, we're not going to do 150. And then they finally said, then Canelo's team came back with a counter offer and said, oh, hey, we'll counter you at 152. Instead of 150, we really want to make this fight. We'll counter you at 152. And at, remember, at the time, Canelo was at 154. He was he was slowing down considerably in the later half, later quarter of those fights. And then in hindsight, his next five fights after that Floyd fight were all contested at Canelo weight 155 pounds. Coda weight. What? Coda? How's that Coda weight? Yeah, 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 yeah. 155? Yep. First, wasn't plate? the first fight at 155 versus Cotto? No, nah, he fought... I I want to say he fought... Um, He fought Angulo. I'm he fought sorry. Lara. He fought Lara, and it was titled Honor and Glory because that WBA regular championship, 154, wasn't even on the line. And then he fought Miguel Cotto at 155. Then he fought Amir Khan for defense at 155. And then he went back down yeah, and weighed to 154. Yeah, yeah, because again, again, so look... Uh, first fight at 55. You're right. Fucking shit. Yeah, bro, I'm telling you, man. People don't forget. People don't... You think... Angulo, Angulo. You're right. You're right. You're right. So, all of that being said, listen, at the end of the day, all I'm saying is with... By Floyd's own words, we have to view Canelo, Canelo Alvarez as an as undefeated, undefeated fighter. fighter. That's what all that was. He's undefeated. He's undefeated. He's undefeated. So, people in the chat, tear me up. What do you think? You think I'm an idiot? I don't know what I'm talking about. Go ahead. No, if they call you an idiot, <laughs> they're calling Floyd an idiot. It's, it's Floyd's own words, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's logic. It's, it's pure logic to me. <laughs> yeah, so we're, remember that going forward, TBB fam. All right, so uh, topic number two is supposed to be all the fights. So, let's get into it because... Some big fights happening this week. I, I'm, I'm hoping I can do all these live fight chats. I swear to God, I want to see this Zaurilo Abdelayev Linares, and I will. No, let's do it. That start. That starts Vegas time at 6:30 a.m. I'm with it. Let's do it. 6:30 a.m. What? Uh, for Saturday. Saturday. I'm with it. That's 9 a.m. 9:30 my time. I could definitely uh, do it. That being said. The other one that is a must-watch is Jaime Munguilla versus Big Meech, Demetrius Ballard. Um, I'm going to pick Jaime Munguilla. I'm also going to pick... I want to go with Linares because that's the name I know. And people try to act like uh, Abdul Zalayev, whatever, isn't good. Abdullayev. But, but now I don't even know who to pick, right? Like... What if it was just Haney got the the the, the, the perfect punch, you know? Um, but, yeah, I'm going to go with the name I do know, Linares, uh, on those two. Anybody picking on that Russian fight? Yeah, I'm taking Linares as well. Um, 
solely based off the Haney fight, like I said, I was in person for both. Linares had some success. Abdullayev had none. Um, so I am picking Linares in that fight. Um, I am also picking Jaime Munguia in his home of TJ to come out victorious. And I am picking um, Amir Khan over Kel Brook. Amir Khan's an underdog or at least opened up as a 136 plus 136 underdog. So Yeah, that's basically down the middle, though. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's good for you. If you pick an Amir, you're happier to have a plus than a minus. No, of course, of course. Um, And I'm going to be honest with you, it has everything to do with the switch over to Bomek. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I think that uh, he more than likely got some work in that he hadn't got in years with those guys in Omaha. So, uh, yeah, I'm doing Khan. Linares, um, I'm doing Khan Linares. I'm doing um, Jaime Munguia. Hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go um, Brooke. Uh, and listen, wow, I, you picking Brooke? Did you yeah, hear, man. Did you hear what Bo Mack said? He said, Ingle, you know that boy ain't got nothing left. That's why you ain't come to America and fight us. <laughs> Yeah, man, I I don't know, man. I, you know what? Nah, I'm tripping. I'm totally tripping. I meant to say con. I meant uh, to say con. Yo, no, you don't know why? Cause wasn't um. Yo, you know Crawford went all the way out there and supported con, and so did Steven Nelson. Didn't um uh, my man? Yes, it was uh this gross thing going around on the internet. Didn't uh this guy drink uh Brooks Sweat or some fucking disgusting nonsense? Who? Engel, Engel, check, check Dan, on IG. Dan, is that how? That's how they made up for for not go for not training them for the for the Crawford fight. Yeah, man, the guy Engel fucking drank uh, Kell Brook's sweat, fucking mug, man, Ew. fucking disgusting. Yeah, so, so that's so, why I mean, you going that. for them? No, 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 no. I said for that. That's why. <laughs> nah, Pause. Nah, I think Khan. See, the difference is Khan. He gonna go for broke, and I think even if he do get knocked down. Um, you know, if, you know, he can definitely get back up and keep fighting. Brooke, I think Brooke is like, at this point, he might be gun shy. If he get hurt, he might just stay down. You know, and I'm not, I'm not going to switch my pick, but I wish we was doing this after the weigh-in because I know Kel Brook has publicly said, he's like, yeah, I might miss weight. And they're fighting at a catch weight of 152. So, um. Yeah, he, he going to do a Jacobs. He blowing weight, man. So I I think Kel Brook might say fuck it, and they're gonna be like, we already here, and give Khan some money. But the win should be interesting. I wish this was after the win. I'm gonna stick by Khan, but I wish this was after the win. Yeah, Khan, you know, Khan is bad. He's the fresher fighter. Come on, my man, not running around here like Terminator 2000 and shit. Yeah, he's definitely the fresher fighter. But you know, we know Khan, Augusta win, and he does a chicken dance. So very true. So we'll see what happens. I'm hoping, I'm hoping I catch, I hoping I catch that fight uh, this weekend. I'm going out for my bachelor party in Tampa. Oh, I'm gonna be out on a boat during Uh-oh. the day, and I know that's a UK fight. So, you know, I'll be out on the boat in the morning. Hopefully, I'll be able to rally and make it back for that you got fight. Got the white linen time. suit. What's up? White linen suit. I mean, I'm not going that hard. <laughs> 
Uh, all right. So. Oh, I misspoke. I misspoke. I misspoke. All the guys in the chat killing my ass. Is the catch weights 149. I'm sorry. We was just talking about fucking Canelo and Mayweather. I'm sorry. Don't I'm, don't execute me. I'm sorry. Never mind that, man. Don't worry about it. We go. I'm going Natasha Jonas, Paul Crow. Even though uh, he struggled to make the weight, uh, and I'm gonna go with Jaime Ortiz. And I'm talking uh, tomorrow night's Orlando fight here on Showtime. Uh, you got Paul Crow. In a, it's now a doubleheader. It's no longer even a. Triple header because uh, Hemfield is off the card. Yeah, I don't, I don't know who the well, fuck that cool. is. I don't know who the fuck that is, but I am picking Jonas to finally third time the charm to get that title at 154 pounds. So, uh, so yeah, I don't, whatever Ness picked on the Orlando card, those are my picks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm upset. I'm not going to be there. To be honest, I uh, you know I plan this trip. I'm gonna be gone Friday and Saturday over in Tampa. So. If not, I would be there because that's pretty dope. Go to a, another Showtime event. But um, I was actually looking forward to that Hemphill fight. Uh, Hemphill yeah, actually, me too. He, he fought a friend of mine. Um, so, you know, my, my friend was giving him some good some good rounds, some good work. But, you know, I guess things happen. But uh, we'll see. I'll probably catch that replay. For sure, for sure, for sure. What else we got? So, moving into topic number three, uh, Brian Castaño suffers a minor right bicep tear while sparring, postponing the rematch with Jamel Charlo for the Undisputed fight. Uh, Obviously, that was set for March 19th. Uh, The first fight obviously ended in a draw. Castaño is expected to be out for roughly three to four weeks. The plan is to reschedule for May or June. But it now looks like Tim Zhu is pushing to get his shot as the WBO mandatory. Uh, then we even seen Paco, the president of the WBO, try to insinuate that Castaño is faking it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Mike Coppinger quote tweeted his tweet saying, some shit like, you know, pretty weird of a president to, to, to do this. You know? Can you pull that up, Ness? Because I saw, I saw the faces of the panel. It seems like uh, we haven't seen this information as far as Man, the pocket. It's, it's in the pre-pro. I put it in there myself. I was like, holy shit, look at this. That shit, that shit don't pop up for me. I don't know why. Yeah, that, it's not cool, man. Listen, while we're on hot takes tonight, I'll be the one to say that all of those sanctioning bodies or all the organizations are, Here you goes. know, toss them in a bin. You know, we should be we should be viewing one belt, and that's the Ring Magazine belt. Uh, Ring TV belt. I don't belt. know if we could go with that when they were purchased and bought out by Oscar De La Hoya. But here it goes right I here. I know. This is the official uh, Paco. And, and, and he goes, Castano versus Charlo. Look like no unification will take place. Who can you blame? Probably Castano. And then uh, Coppinger says, wild for a sanctioned body president to uh, critically blame a fighter for being injured. Uh, can we go back to three recognized titles? So, you know, uh, cryptically, excuse me. Uh, so, you know, 
I don't know why would the president of the WBO be insinuating such a thing, but that's probably why PBC has always had an issue with them, Al Heyman particularly, uh, because these types of matters. Here we have a fight for Undisputed. One fighter gets injured, and this president is insinuating that the fighter is making up the injury so that I don't even know what exactly should he be making up this injury for, to be honest with you. I don't know what reason he would be. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't. I think if, um, you know, we do things a logical way, we have Tim fight for an interim title, considering, I mean, how long they say he was going to be out? Just a couple weeks? Three to four weeks. Three to four weeks. Mm-hmm. All right, so three to four weeks. That's another and then month we'll, only. Only one month. That's what I'm saying. Okay. You know, push it back. As long as everyone's comfortable with it, his team's comfortable with it, everyone's comfortable, let's do it. Put it Because they were going to put an interim title in place for Usyk with yeah. Joyce. Yeah, yeah. So why not do another? Why, I mean, if we're going to be handing out, these organizations are going to be handing out um, interim titles like, like, like anything, you know, like Halloween candy, then why don't we do something that makes sense? And that I feel like makes sense. Definitely. Yeah, but but the problem with that is that now we have another champion, you know, another another chance. It's just like a bunch of bullshit, man. Just just thug thug, thug the shit out. Wait wait till it's time. Wait till. But it's, it's a champion time. that makes sense, you know. I I understand what you're saying, but. We would the champions that actually make sense, like having an interim champion that makes sense is legit. But when you have, you know, WBA regular, WBA super duper, the French fry champion, <laughs> it waters everything down. You sure know what does. I mean? Sure does. Uh let me slide in some callers. Uh, hold on, hold on, that's um it was funny though because we were speaking about that fight yesterday, the Charlo Castaño. Um, you know, and I'm speaking to uh, Edgar Belanga's father and Mickey Bay, and they're like, yeah, you coming to New York, right? I'm like, nah, I'm going to be in L.A. for the Charlo, for the Charlo Castaño fight. They're like, oh, you're whack, you're whack. And it was so <laughs> funny because, man, within hours after, I, maybe a few hours if that, that's when I saw it. And and it's you know oddly enough, Ness, you and I spoke Bruh, about you it. You gonna be in studio? Look at my man trying to go to the fight. Now nah, I'm fucking with you, dog. I'm fucking with you. No, nah, but um, <laughs> you know it was funny because that I'm same trying, night, I'm Vir- trying to do a Vir- fight chat. Virgil Ortiz is fighting in San Antonio, at, right? At LA. Oh it wow. was It was literally going to be like a ten minute drive from the Charlo fight to the Virgil fight, and they were supposed to be fighting. Same day, same time. Yeah, man. Um, but, uh, callers, right? Yes, let me slide real in. Real quick, real quick, before you get to those callers, boys, I got to um, hop out. off for the, for the night. I appreciate it, guys. Um, callers, I will be listening in for the next, like, 30 minutes or so. So if y'all want to call in and talk some shit about my opinion on that undefeated thing, I would love to hear that. So, All right, all right guys, y'all take care. I appreciate it. Check me out right here at the Business Boxing on Instagram. Peace. Um, <clears throat> I got uh, a few super chats as well. I'm not forgetting anybody. Just want to slide in some callers and mix it on up. 
Remember to rate us five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to youtube.com slash the boxing voice for the latest and greatest interviews with your favorite fighters. Jaime Nieto says, I want the Charlo Benavides fights, but Canelo is expected to unify 168, go straight into Charlo Benavides, and then they're going to want Andre. Shaking my damn head. Yeah, but Jaime, uh, listen, Bivo is just as tough as Charlo and, and Benavidez, I believe. I mean, he's he's a young, undefeated, 175-pound champion. Um, I don't know why people are acting like that's an easy fight. But I'm going to K-Boxing in D.C. What up? How you been? All right, all right. All right. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Um, Ness, um, I don't, I'm, I'm kind of uh, with the consensus here on Bivol. I really don't think Bivol is that bigger fight. Uh, uh, I know it's a big fight, but I do think uh, Canelo will probably end up doing the same thing to Bivol that he's been doing to a lot of these fighters. Okay. Yep. And um, but one other thing I want to mention to you, Ness, while I got you, man, I've been aching to get this through to you. I saw the uh, uh, the information about Custio Clayton, and I sent you a message on in- Instagram about yep, that. I read and to try to remind you, remember, I brought up Custio Clayton a long time ago. You did. And I'm telling you now, anybody who thinks that your man is just going to walk through Custio Clayton, uh, um. Uh, Ennis, they got another thought coming. I'm telling you now, you uh, you guys better tune in for this one. Because Cassio Clayton ain't going to be no walk in the park. He wasn't one for lifting yet. The man got defense. And I guarantee you, for the first five or six rounds, he gonna he going to show everybody what it takes to give Ennis a hard time. The same thing that Gary Antoine, would, uh, he hasn't grown like Ennis has since the Olympics. So Ennis done pretty much outgrown Gary Antoine right now. But I still think Gary Antoine, given the right circumstances, will probably be able to exercise his game plan with Ennis the same way he did back in the Olympics. But Custio Clayton, with his size and everything, will probably give Ennis the same problems that Gary Antoine gave him at, um, uh, back back in the Olympics. So that's my call, buddy. All right. K-Boxing in D.C. Uh, I got Jaime Nieto with another super chat. He says, these dudes complaining, GGG, uh, are the ones yelling for Charlo to get GGG. When are people going to expect more of these others? Canelo got to do it all. Yeah, that's the truth, man. Uh, they keep saying that, oh, I don't want the GGG fight with Canelo, but they, they dying for Charlo to get that GGG fight with Charlo. Um, we going out to Steve in Chicago. Hey, Daddy, this is a dollar beat. I drink soda, I eat pizza. I hang out with chicks all day. These fighters still can't beat me. They fighting every day, they ain't gaining gym every day.
Hey, good evening, Ness. What How's up, it going? Champ? All good. Hey, hey, man! Shout out to uh, Shakur, man. He made it. He made it big time, huh? MGM Garden Arena, huh? Grand Garden. Uh huh. He made it. Oh. Yeah, that's a that's a nice that's. Yeah. Well, I mean, as far as a, he's never fought in a venue like that, has he? Headline? No. Nah. Yeah. No. Yeah. This is big for him. But uh, I, I don't have too much to say about uh, the Canelo thing. Uh, you read my super chat earlier. Uh, I did want to talk about Brooke Khan. I'm picking Brooke by KO. But I wanted you and your panel, whoever's there, your thoughts on the Linares fight. I'm, I don't know how yeah, to go pick, on that I fight. I pick Linares. I pick Linares, but not because I... Only because I know more about him and less about uh, Zahu Abdullayev. But but he also picked Linares. Everybody do you, on the do you like him by decision him. or what do you... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Linares yeah. by decision? I, I mean, look, you know he's a puncher, man. But, you know, who's he knocked out of note? But this fight's in Russia, right? It is. It is. Yeah, but the panel, everybody, I didn't, I guess I missed that. So everybody's picking Linares, huh? Yeah, every, uh, yeah, that I remember. Danny, I know, you, are you off the phone? Do you remember anybody not picking uh, Linares? I think Danny's on another call. Okay. All right, that's all. That's, I wanted your perspective on that. That's all. All right. Dan, uh, yeah, I think he's still on a call, but damn, whatever. I'm going to Jaime Nieto on another super chat. That will be numero tres in a row. He says, I agree, Ness. I think Bivol is tougher than Char I didn't, I didn't say tough. I said just as tough, just as tough. Like, it's another tough fight for sure. Uh, hey, my bad, champ. I, I had to take that call. No, it's all good. I, I just had a question. I was wondering if you remember anyone picking... Uh, Anyone other than Linares in that fight? Did, did anybody? No, no. Everybody that picked picked uh, Linares over Abdullayev. All right, cool, cool, cool. Because uh, Steve in Chicago was asking, you know, he sprinkles some bets from time to time. Uh, I'm going out to Supermax. Tell the truth. In Plainview, Texas. Boxingwords.com. Oloki, you are next, my friend. Por eso lo vuelvo a repetir. La era del Canelo la mejor porque peleó con los mejores. La suerte es para los mediocres, my friend. Boxingboys.com. Man, that uh, that Canelo your neck ain't sounding that good today, is it? Yeah. <laughs> People ain't happy with that one. Um, I'm curious, man. I know all the YouTube attorneys are gonna tear this apart, but do you think the the recent legal troubles may have had an influence on Canelo kind of leaning the other way, uh, even though they threw in the Benavides. I, I mean, know. just because there's probably some uncertainty. You know, um, I don't know. Like I said in my super chat, man, I kind of was planning on wanting to go, but it just, Bivol single the mile doesn't really, like, seem like that attractive of a, a single the mile type of event, man. That's, that's more of a November, December type of fight. To, to me, in my opinion, 
it's it's not worth me taking off on the holiday weekend, especially because that's Mother's Day weekend. Uh, you know, it doesn't make any sense. So I don't know. If it had been Charlo or or somebody else, I might have headed that way. But I, I think I'm going to pass on this one. But um, not that it's a bad fight. I just, it's, I don't know if it's worth me going. Mm. Um, again, with Canelo, man, though, whoever he picks, there's going to be a side that I think Danny said it earlier. Whoever he picks, there's going to be somebody that's upset. So uh, we just have to come to the realization that he's, as much as people want to admit it, he's on that Mayweather level where he's going to pick and do as he pleases. And and he's flat out told us he doesn't really care what we think anymore. He's done that before, and there's always a new guy built up. So um, other than that, I think Amir Khan is going to be beating the dog shit out of Kel Brook until he gets caught with something big. So he'll dominate. Three or four rounds of the fight, get caught, go Mimi. That's the end of that. And uh, other than that, man, that's all my. That's all I got for tonight, man. Great show, fellas. All right, Big Max. Appreciate it. Thanks for calling in. Uh, so we got obviously uh, a few things here. We didn't even wrap up, man. What do you think of uh, Costa Zoo's son, Tim Zoo, trying to slide in now that Castano is injured? No, you know, I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense um, to, look, if you're a boxer, your goal is to become a world champion. You know, you've put, in your, you've put yourself in a position to where you're so close and an opportunity like that comes about, it's worth a try. You get what I'm saying? It's worth a try. I know it's his first fight in the U.S. It's worth a try. Uh, I'm not mad at him for it. I just don't think, I don't think he's ready. You know, that's why they step in there. You know, uh, I think if I was in his shoes, I would also um, try to get that title opportunity. You know, he, he'd be fighting in an eliminator. Um, it makes sense uh, from my point of view for him to at least try to get that fight. For sure, for sure, man. Um, so we touched on Oscar Valdez and his fight being officially announced. The the other hot button topic is Keith one time Thurman saying to Crawford, "Where's the contract? How do you want to do business with no contract? Write it up, send it over." So this isn't what I wanted to hear. You know, I'm I'm doubling down. I'm standing on my ground on this. I need uh, Thurman to get another tune up, but. You was with me. I fell asleep during the fight, so you know better than me. Does he need another tune-up before fighting Crawford? Yeah, man, I think so. I think, uh, you know, I think fighting one of those one of those guys in that top ten um, is definitely needed. Um, the Crawford I saw in the last fight didn't give me, you know, a top five welterweight feel. Um. You know, he was a bad man. He was a bad man um, once upon a time. So uh, those are fights I would like to see, but I'd like to see him get back. But, you know, I'm also not mad at it if, if he does take a next, if that is where he wants to go, reason being because people were saying after the car accident, Arrow should have um, a tune-up. And, you know, um, the dude uh, with Mayweather, in Jesus' name we pray, he was the name that was being spoken about, but he chose to go the Danny Garcia route. And they was like, wow, this guy still got it. And then now he had the eye injury. Earl 
could have had a tune-up, and pe- most people probably wouldn't have been too mad about it. But he goes for a unification fighting your Denis Ugas. So if you Keith Thurman, you know, I'm not mad at it. Do I feel like that's what he needs? Yeah, I do, but that's from the outside looking in. So, you know, uh, Keith Thurman is never bad for the sport of boxing, I feel like. So if he does get a fight with Crawford next, you know, um, it'd be intriguing to see. You know, obviously the fight I want is Arrow and, and, and Crawford, but maybe after Bud just fought Sean, maybe making a Keith fight would be easier. He a free agent. And maybe should Bud win at least to a, a Spence fight. You see, I'm still stuck on this WBO Paco shit, man. Uh, It's got me so upset because on one hand, the WBC, you know, we criticize them for a lot of shit that they do, but they didn't strip Earl Spence when he got in his accident, you know, nor did they accuse his accident of being fake. You know, they were very sensitive of the matter and uh, gave him his time. And Earl turned around and, and, and came back versus an, an admirable and worthy opponent. Uh, not a tune-up. This has me tripping right here. Like, why would he say, who can you blame? Probably Castaño. And what I do like is that not only did Coppinger question him, but so did Dan Rayfield. Uh, who asked him to explain what does he mean by that. And obviously he did not, but WBC would have been within their right to strip Earl. Earl eventually took about a year or 14 months out the ring since the accident. So they would have been within their right to take the belt the the way they did to Thurman. it's, it's, It's in their rules. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, they part did of it. it. Part of part of it had a lot to do with the pandemic. You know, l- let's realize Earl's accident was four months, four and a half, four to five months before the pandemic took over the world. Um, and he ended up fighting. You know, his fights were fifteen months, fourteen months in between, fourteen yeah, fourteen months in between time. He fought September twenty eighth. 2019 against against Sean Porter in Los Angeles. Then he fought December 5th, 2020 in Dallas. So how many months of that did we have no boxing because of the pandemic? You know, from mid-March to mid-June. So, uh, so that was three months of no boxing whatsoever, you know, because of the pandemic. We didn't see a big fight Till Javante and 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 Leo, right? But they still could have stripped them. Is all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. They still would have been within their right to strip them, and they didn't. This guy doesn't even know what's going on. He hasn't even he he shouldn't be on social media. If he's questioning anything, he should be asking Castaño's team for proof. Not being on social media, saying and insinuating that he should be to blame. It's just irresponsible. No, for sure, it's it's it, it, it's uh, it's a bit reckless, honestly. It's a bit reckless. Um, you you know, because the accusations just came out of left field, and 
you know, it gets people to wonder, especially for it to be somebody of his stature, like, does he know something we don't? Yeah, man, I don't know. I don't even know that he knows anything we don't. I think that he's, uh, you know, you know, his accusations need to be, uh, he needs to clear them up. No, for sure, but what I'm saying is because he has now made those comments in the form that he did, it gives room for people to question it. You know, I don't I don't believe that he knows something we don't, but now he just opened the door like, oh, come right in, let's speculate because I made these irresponsible comments. For sure, man. I, I, I and mean, we're saying that we're saying that because there's no public proof or anything to just to suggest, you know, someone to blame. You know, like, why would you say Castaño, like, people get injured in training all the time? All the time, especially from sparring, bro. It's just crazy to me. But uh, we got some other news here to touch on. Um, Lomachenko's manager on Camboso's fight. uh, And I quote, I have a very good feeling that the fight is going to happen. So, uh, Cambosos, Lomachenko becoming more and more a reality. Devin Haney still saying that he'll take the same offer as Lomachenko for the Cambosos fight. But uh, it looks like we're getting to the final hour on this one, man. Where do you think Cambosos leans? Haney or Loma? You know, um, I've said it a lot off camera. What I wanted to happen next and what I thought would happen next was never the same. You know, I wanted Haney to get that fight for Undisputed. Yeah. Um, He has one-fourth of the lightweight title. You know, to me, that's the obvious. The only logical fight next. Um, But I just felt that what would happen would be what we're seeing with Loma. You know, and and there's no denying that on a worldwide level, his name is a a more um, known name than Devin Haney. But, you know, it's it's the unfortunate truth um, and reality that we live in in this sport of boxing here. So um, it looks like it'll be Lomachenko in June um, down in Australia in front of a stadium that holds 50,000 people. Yeah, man, it is unfortunate what's going on to this guy, man. He's being, uh, you know, kind of frozen out, frozen out. I got Mad Bent 100 with his daily campaign to uh, help Rashidi Ellis. And he says, Golden Boy, free Rashidi Ellis. Danny, next time press that black sheet <laughs> you can't press it you got to hang it better if you want it to look better hey look um i was texted like 10 minutes before the start of the show oh like, um, like so i'm actually sketch. right now i'm actually in my walk-in closet and i got a i got a black cobija uh hanging over me but look man i, I had to move clothes out the way that i had hanging to fit this Call out, your trooper so. man you you got it done that's all that matters man we here, man. Come yeah, on, man. When yeah. you back? I'm back uh, Wednesday or Thursday, man. Wednesday or All Thursday. Right. 
I got Jaime Nieto with another one. He says, I'm picking Khan. In the face-off, you see Khan getting in Brooke's head. I think Brooke is going to go into the fight too emotional. Emotional damage? Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. I don't know. I think, uh, like I said, I, I picked Khan. Uh, but I wish I could have made the pick after the way. And I'm telling you, bro, uh, you know, seeing the comment that Kel Brook made saying, yeah, I'm probably not going to make way to some along. I'm like, whoa, what's going on here? So it makes me wonder, like, is he going to not really try it that hard to make the weight? And uh, just going to say, fuck it. And give up some of that purse. Or uh let me get to hawk in maryland yo what up ness what up ain't too much and uh who's that with you danny alvarez aka ring danny yeah that's it danny danny Ringwell. all right my man what's up what um the, the kill man has everybody forgot how good carol brooke was this dude was phenomenal. He had that one-two. Kel Brook, man, um, gave Earl a good fight. You know what I mean? That was a good fight, man. I, you know, but uh, 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 Kel Brook was a legend out there at one time. He was like the best welterweight at one time. He was like number one, two, something like that. But anyway, to make a long story short, I'm going for Khan. And um, uh, the fight was talking <laughs> about... Um, he said all of that. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, man. As far as... Uh, yeah, because if Kell Brook don't get Khan out there in the first round, second round, he's too emotional, bro. He's going to get tired. He's going to get outboxed. And, and, you know, I don't know if he could, Khan can stop him or nothing, but I just got Khan as far as, uh, especially coming in with Crawford and them team, he's going to be feeling a little, he's going to be feeling himself. So if, if Kell Brook don't get him early, Kell Brook ain't going to beat him. I don't think he's going to beat him. He's going to get outpointed. But uh, uh, you said uh, Thurman wants Crawford. I think Crawford should wait and don't do that fight because if he beats Thurman off of his last performance, he ain't going to get no credit. Thur Thurman's last performance wasn't that great to me. I, I don't know what everybody saw. I think he should have been able to wipe uh, the floor with dudes, but uh, he boxed, he stayed careful, and he got hurt with a body shot again. You don't want to be in there with Crawford dealing with body shots. You can't deal with body shots. You can't fight Crawford. That's I just don't believe he can do nothing with Crawford, maybe, but I don't know. But uh, the Canelo jump. Um, so Canelo got offered a hundred million. Yep. Oh, okay. So Charlo must want to come up then. But Charlo's still at one sixty. Well, he ain't take that so. money. He went another way. Oh, he's going on over to uh, uh better. Oh, uh, better, uh, what's the dude name? Bevo. That's going to be. Yeah, that's going to be a harder fight. That that Beville fight, Beville, however you pronounce his name, the dude is a big-sized Mikey Garcia. He fights like Mikey Garcia. He's a big Mikey Garcia. And I just think he's a a, a dangerous fight for uh, Canelo for his points. He's not going to just wilt. The dude got talent. So if he's going to fight him, you know, that's that's going to be a fight. I'm, um, I'm going to have to watch that one for sure. Anyway, that's my call. Great show. Ness, Dan, and uh, Brandon, I'm out. All right, all right, all right. Thank you for calling in. We going out to 
Only time y'all see me in rays is when I turn into the bronze mama. I want a body. I want a body, and he gonna be the body. The ambulance better be ready. The medical better be ready. The referee better be ready. They better have that towel to be able to throw it. SDS promotion. Okay, right? LV Slugger. What up? Hello. LV, what's up? What's your Bluetooth, man? LV. Okay. Hello, TPV. What's up? I hear you now. What up? Uh, nah, you breaking up, brother. You breaking up, brother. Hello? Yeah, that is a no-go. That is a no-go. I got Jaime Nieto, actually, Mad Bet 100, who says, Brook versus Khan equals dead men fighting. Khan wins the zombie fight. <laughs> Brooklyn Jew is coming through your town. Let's get to it. When you see old dirty bastards in a position like that, then you know that I'll get ready to bust your. I love my TVV comrades. Listen, man. What? 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 Goddamn spider crab. Goddamn sound chain. King Born No King Born. All right, we're going to James Benitez. SDS promotion. Real hate, man. That's like an art form, man. You know, it's like you like a born a hater, you know, like myself. Man, you know, I really don't care about these food shit, man. I'm here to tell you right now. Who says just hurry up and just fight somebody and then we actually give a damn about? We don't care. <laughs> Charlo with the little Instagram post or whatever with the sign signature. Man, there's no way in hell he signed up despite no Canelo, man. Hey, hey, hey. Two other knockdowns that Wilder been knocked, knocked down and the footage been scrubbed off the internet, man. We all know that, too. Winner of the ninth annual Player Hater of the Year Award is... James Benitez. Uh-oh. I know what's coming this time. I think I deserve that award, too, man. Yo, what's up, Ness? How you doing, man? All good, all good. What's up? Shout out to Ringwald Danny. and uh, King Amin still up there? Or he took off? Nah, he gone. Yeah, he took Go off. Took off? Okay, cool. Well, yeah, man, um, listen to the show tonight, man. I'm okay with the Bibble fight coming up, man. I mean, even though, like, I wouldn't want to see another Triple G fight, which is it's still cool because somebody needs to finish him off, so why not be Canelo? But I would rather probably be have a little bit more intrigue and maybe, like, you know, Chris Eubank Jr., you know, throw a little spice into it or whatnot since he's not going to fight uh, Boo Boo 
might as well throw a true slick black fighter in there. Like you say, the second coming of Roy Jones Jr. might as well be Chris Eubank Jr. On to the Devin Haney saga, man. I feel bad for him, man. He is definitely getting blackballed from it, man. Because if he's willing to openly take the same offer as Vasil Lomachenko, he should definitely get the fight. That's just really showing that Cambosos is really ducking him. Just like everybody else is ducking him. So, you know, Ness, it's hard for me to kind of say this, but I might have to agree with you, man. Devin might be really the boogeyman of 135. Um... And on other on other news, um, Charlo probably shouldn't have said that stuff about um, Castano out loud and everything like that. He should just, like you said, just go ahead and just pull the um, just pull the medical records, prove it or whatnot. Well, that wasn't Charlo. That was the WBO president Paco himself. Oh, really? Yeah. Jeez. Okay. Jesus Christ, man. Um. Well, shit, man. Well, I guess we just gotta wait for that fight to happen, man. Um, I think somebody did mention um uh, what's that Hawk that said um Bud would get discredited if um Bud beat uh Keith Thurman or something like that after that performance that he had. Uh if he, I guess that was Hawk. I think that was Hawk, man. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I strongly I strongly disagree, man. I think Keith showed showed that he still is pretty sharp, showed that he can move pretty well. I mean, you know, Keith is Keith and I still that think that'll probably be one of the best fights in the division and it sucks that every time Crawford beats somebody, man, he's getting discredited, man. You know, I get I'm I'm on super chill tonight, man, so I ain't throwing no wild shit out there, man. I just really think that these fighters should get a little just due. And other than that, Ness, man, hey, I appreciate the show, appreciate the content as always, man. And I'll come back in the morning to hear you again. All right, champ. Appreciate you rocking out, as always. Mr. P B C baby. I'm the finest. Canelo talking about he believes he can win. Go to my kitchen. Get the sharpest knife. You cut the bullshit out. I don't care what you do good. I do every fucking thing great. Mr. P.B.C. Baby. Yo, shout out to the Porter Way. Um, I'm glad he goes back over there. Uh, his He didn't make no damn sense, man. Um, undefeated. So Canelo's undefeated in this? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Um, yeah, I would like to see uh Canelo versus Bivol. Um, I think that'll be a good fight. But like someone said earlier, Charlo obviously would be a bigger pay per view. I believe they're gonna do the pay per view price at seventy five. Uh Canelo's already tasted at seventy five. Why would you give him the fifty? Um sorry, uh Danny. A ringside Danny. Um, but yeah, with the, the David Benavidez, I mean, not David Benavidez, um, Devin Haney, I think Devin Haney outpriced himself. He ain't really what he say he is on the shelf. Um, obviously the zone knows that everybody else knows that, um, Gambosis is a side and you should respect a side and don't switch up. Don't be like, yo, I want to fight in, over in America. No, I want to fight over there. No, I want some money. No, I'll, I'll take what Loma taking. You're not really ready to sit at the table, and that's what it shows. Um, that's my. That's mainly it, man. Um, that's my call, man. I, you know, bivol all day, baby. All right, all right, all right. Uh, let's see here. Let the little fish go. 
so that we can catch the big fish later. Mm -hmm. I'm the big dog at, at the Worldweight Division. WBC and IBF Welterweight Champion of the World. At the end of the day, I'm way better fighting Terrence Proper. TheBoxingBoys.com. Being Terrence Proper on this side of the street. We cleaning our side of the street, then we come and have the Crawford. 640 or 730, wherever we get one. Big Fish Mafia. It ain't a movement, it's a lifestyle. SDS promotion. Good evening, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Ness, man, I'm putting that work in the boxing gym, man. I'm telling you, once you get me lined up with somebody, man, I'm coming hard, man. I can't wait for May 7th over there in Wisconsin, man. I, I'm dead tired from today's workout. But I'm here, man. Uh, man, I really wish Canelo would take that PBC off, man. I know maybe the Triple G is going to be a little more, you know, more commercial success, I guess. But uh, I mean, Charlo Benavidez, I think those would be two great matchups, man. I hope, I hope PBC can do something about that. And uh, man, I'm sad about Castaño, man, getting hurt. Uh, but uh, I mean, they can get it. I want him healthy. I want both of them at their best. So if we got to wait till May and June, so be it. And I'm excited about the Shakur fight with Oscar Valdez, man. I hope, I hope Shakur just beats the dog breaks off of him, uh, straight up, man. I mean, that that whole T situation still just it just left a bad taste in my mouth, as well as a lot of a lot of fans. Awesome, man. I just hope Devin Haney can can get a hail mary, get that fight. I want undisputed. Uh, I think most people do. I know Lomachenko. I mean, that's a good fight, Lomachenko Cambosos. But I mean, Devin Haney got the WC belt. We got to figure a way to, to get all that cleared up. Uh, that's all I got, man. Appreciate y'all. All right. All right. Yes, sir. Um, LV Slugger. What up? TPP fellas. How's on? Straight. What up, man? Y'all. On the Canelo trip, man, that's a lot of that's a lot of money to turn down, man. A hundred mil, but you know, uh, Canelo, you know, he got a nice little team behind him. So I know I'm pretty sure that it's inside the boxing, man. But like I said before, man, we we know Canelo known as you know top one or two pound for pound. You know, a lot of people got him number one. But if you look at that pound for pound list, anybody on the top five, top ten, a lot of these guys only fight him once or twice a year, man. So, man, I got to give credit where it's due, man. What Canelo just did in less than a year, going undisputed. You know, I'm going to keep my stance on it. Like, I, I have no problem who his next opponent will be. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but if I had to choose as a fan, you know, I would love for it to be Jamal or Benavidez. Them two big, big fights, I believe. You know, I think, you know, with Canelo fan base and, you know, them doing what they undid in the sport, I really feel like they can, uh, you know, they can really make some noise, man. But, uh. You know, Canelo, like I said before, what he did in less than a year, I had no problem, you know, him picking whoever, you know, whoever next. But on the, uh, that, that Jamel Castano undisputed, man, that's, that's very disappointing news, man. Uh, I was looking forward to that. You know, we, we always clamoring for these big fights, and that was one of them undisputed at 154. So, you know, hopefully we still get it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, man, I'm not sure what the, what you said about the WBO saying about Castano, but, you know, I just hope we're able to get that fight sometime soon. Yeah, now the, the president other. the president just suggested that Castano was to blame for the fight being postponed. 
craziness. Yeah. Blasphemy. That, that, that's bullshit right there. That's yeah, I mean, I feel like if you if you're if a, a man got y'all belt, I be y'all need to be backing them. You know what I'm saying? Getting behind them however way y'all can, but you know, so yeah, that's some bullshit right there. You know what I'm saying? I'm not sure what to say about that situation, man. But you know, hopefully we just get that fight for undisputed. But yeah, and the Shakur uh Oscar Valdez fight, man, that's a that's a good that's a big one at one thirty. You know what I'm saying? A unification bout. I'm looking forward to that one, man. I think Shakur, you know, after his last fight, his biggest win. You know, I do expect him to put on another good performance, but you know, Valdez, you know, he 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 probably gonna come his best. He probably if ever done look, probably gonna give you know Shakur a good fight. But I do expect Shakur to pull it out. You know, being being the, the man he is in the sport, man, the, the fundamental. You know, I think I think he gonna give us a dominant performance in that fight as well, man. But uh, there was one more thing I wanted to talk about. It was one. What was the other topic? I'm trying to figure out. It was one more thing I wanted to hit hit on. Oh, that Con Brook. That Con Brook. Uh, I wanted to see how I think Brooke gonna pull it out, man. I definitely think Brooke gonna pull it out, but you know, uh, both of them guys are injury prone. But you know, we we seen Con quit before. You know, Brooke's biggest all his losses are come to, you know, dudes on top of the game, future Hall of Famers, Triple G, Kel, I mean, uh, Errol Spitz and, and, and uh, Bud Crawford. So, you know, I I do think, yeah, man. So, uh, yeah, that's really all I got to say, man. That's my call. All right. Well, that looks like we got AMG in Oklahoma. What up? Hey, what's up, Ness? What's up, Danny? Chilling, chilling. What's good, buddy? Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm not disappointed. I did want the Charlo fight. Honestly, just being selfish, wanting it to be in Texas so I could go. Uh-huh. That's the real reason why I wanted it. But uh, Bivol, I think, is the hardest fight out of the four. I also think it's the least commercial fight out of the four. And I don't want the Golovkin fight just because I don't think we need it. But that's probably the one that sells the most. So whatever. He did turn down $100 million, But what, he's got to be getting at least 90 90-something for this one? Like, I think they're pretty much on par as far as the money goes. So... Whatever. I'm looking forward to the fight, though. I'll, I'll definitely the, be watching it all. The, ori- the original matchroom slash the zone deal was for 85 uh, with room up to 100. But, you know, given that now the news has been made public as far as Canelo turning down that $100 million from PBC, I'm sure he'll be getting close to it, if, if, if not at least that $100 million from matchroom. So... Yeah, they got to be matching 100. He ain't walking away for nothing. Yeah, I agree. Well, all right. All right. All right. Let me see here who's next. Looking like we got Roman in L.A. Roman, what up? Um, so uh, I wanted to touch on a few points. Uh, first, uh, with, uh, Canelo thing, um, I think he knows that, uh, the triple G fight will sell a lot more than any of the other fights. And I think partly is because that, you know, I, I, I talked to a lot of people out here and a lot of people who also don't know much about boxing. And then, um, with the whole Canelo being in the speed, I would see 68. A lot of them, a lot of the people who don't know much, they're like, well, he didn't really fight, you know, anyone that's that good. 
Uh, and then when I would ask him, well, who do you want him to fight? Like, they kind of go blank, and then they mention, like, Mayweather and Triple G. They're like, those are the guys that beat him. Like, he, he should fight them. And I'm like, dude, you know, Mayweather's been retired for a long time now. Triple G's on his way out. He's, you know, we haven't seen him fight in, I, I can't remember how long, but that that's what the casuals are going to be looking for, is they're going to be looking for that uh, that Triple G fight. Um, but, you know, I, I don't care much for it, but I, I wouldn't mind watching it again. Um, with uh, Cambosis and um, Lomachenko and Devin Haney, um, I think part of it might be Devin Haney kind of pricing himself out, wanting to get too much of a paycheck. Um, and then now that he's seen that how things are, you know, almost, you know, getting close to finalizing with Lomachenko, he's like, okay, well, I'll take the same thing. Um, even though I think uh, Cambosis has a better chance at beating Devin Haney than he does at beating Lomachenko. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Um, and then with the whole, you know, the, the WBO president, uh, you know, making those comments, especially on uh, Castaño, who holds his belt, the WBO belt, kind of really shows what they're really after, and that's really just the, the sanctioning fees. They, you know, they really just are after the money. You, you would think that he would support his fighter who's holding his belt, but instead he's kind of, you know, bashing him for, you know, getting injured. And I'm sure he's, you know, obviously he's not getting injured purposely. You know, he's training for the fight and he's got hurt. Um, but I don't know, just it, it seems kind of weird. Uh, I mean, but like I said, just kind of goes to show what the sanctioning bodies are after. Um, but yeah, man, that's pretty much it. That's all I got. All right, brother. Thank you for calling in. Um, we're going to keep these phone lines moving here. King Bourne, uh, I know we went to you. Let me know if you are uh, available. In the meantime, we got Kyle in Kansas City. Hey. Hey. Hey, Nash, can you hear me? Perfect. All right, all right. So uh, I got a thing on the Cambosa and uh, Loma situation with Devin Haney. So my whole situation that scares me with the new contract is that there's a rematch clause. I don't know if it's because I don't know how to t- digest a, re- a, a rematch clause. Like in con, like first off, back contracts. Like how we like how we usually hear because we we'll usually hear a fight. You know, there ain't no rematch clause. Whatever. So that scares me because it's like, let's like, it. Let's say Loma wins. Okay, okay. Cambosa hangs on by a thread to like to the top, right? But like, I want Devin. I'm a Devin Haney fan, just like everybody fucking else. But here's the deal: Why don't he just? Can he just put his head down some more and like fight like a Russell fight like another fucking? I don't even care. Maybe a tomato can just show. Don't just show it in the gym. Let's show it in the ring that we still fresh. Like, fuck it. Bing, bing, bing. Knock out like three dudes. And maybe in that medium time that Loma and Cambosa are trying to, Cambosa is really trying to jump back to the top, do that rematch. You know, Devin gets, Devin instantly gets the fight and types it up. Like, I want Devin to, I feel like Devin, I want to, I know the listeners and whatnot, but I feel like they'd be greedy. By, like, being, like, I want the big shit now. I want the Floyd Mayweather pass now. When really, like, let's do work ethic shit. Let's take it to the ABC, knock some niggas down, knock some niggas down, and then y'all see me in the ring and y'all see me on IG. Like, what's up? Who gonna, who gonna, when y'all gonna give me all these belts now? Y'all think, done with, I, y'all done I with think, the bullshit? I think a big, a big issue 
Um, and this is coming from somebody um, within the corner of Devin Haney. Um, what they told me yesterday that the, the, the issue really is that if they keep trying to hold him out, they don't think he'll be able to make 135, you know, for too, too much longer. And so if you're fighting yeah, let's go up. for un- if you're fighting for undisputed, I mean it's a chance to be the seventh undisputed fighter in the sport. Like um But they so- but if they bullshitting with me for my big for my big fucking prize, fuck it. I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go I'm gonna knock shit. I'm gonna meet Tefimo up there, I'm gonna meet some other niggas up there, and then I'm gonna see I'm a Josh Taylor fan for real. Then you gotta go see Josh Taylor. And Josh Taylor talking about 150, talk, talking about some crazy shit. Yeah, I mean, but you like, the Russell fight to me, even though it was being spoken about, like, Devin would get nothing out of fighting a guy coming off a loss that'd be jumping up two divisions to fight him. The fight with Josh Taylor is a fight that they both expressed. Not, not, not Russell. Happy. Not I'm talking about Antoine Russell, not Gary, not oh, Gary, Gary oh, Russell. Okay, not, I'm, I mean, yeah, that'd be, that'd be a good fight at 140. Well, uh, let me get to Counterpunch, LV Slugger. LV, LV. LV, LV. That Bluetooth ain't no good, champ. It's that Bluetooth. You got to give up on that Bluetooth, man. James Benitez counterpunch in the meantime. Yo, Ness, man. Um... When the hell we talk about all this pricing stuff out and all this and that, man, when it comes to Devin Haney, man, like, yo, this is prize fighting, man. We're supposed to get the best deal that we can negotiate, man. I mean, he's getting, what, $3.5 million. I mean, it sounds like people are just really hating on Devin because he's, they get, he's getting more than their favorite fighter. He's getting a better guarantee than the big fish Earl Spence. He made more money than, he making more money than Keith Thurman guaranteed. So with that being said, without any back end, so, I mean, Devin doing his damn thing. I mean, it just really shows, man, that they just don't want the damn fight, man. And Devin shouldn't have to move up to 140. You know, much as I would want him to, you know, but he'll still probably be impressive and very competitive at 140, man, but he deserves a shot at 135, man. All this price itself out of stuff, man. That shit getting old, man. That's a bad take right there. They need to come up with some other shit. I'm out, Ness. All right. Yeah, man, it's getting corny, man. Poor Devin can't get a fight. Uh, or the right fight, you know, it's crazy. Uh, LV, what up, man? I'm trying you again. Hello. Hello. You hear me? I hear you. All right, but right, I, I, that's what I wanted to comment on, on that, that undisputed 135, man. I felt like it was one fight to make at 135. You know, the business boxing is doing this part again, just fucking it up, man. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I think it's just a lot of bullshit, a lot of going on with that, man. Ain't no really who to believe in that situation. 
you know, we all know, you know, Eddie, Eddie heard a lot. So, I mean, I'm not sure if they really putting up the right money to really try to make it or what, man. But it just feel like it's like a lot of fishy business going on with that, man. Uh, when the zone first came on the scene, they was doing a lot of, you know, a lot of bad business. I feel like, you know, you remember when Mikey lost to EJ first fight, he got the Vargas fight, gave him seven M's. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like this, this fight right here is bigger than a, a Mikey Vargas fight for no belt. This is undisputed. You know, we all know it's, it's on, it's on record that Haney makes three M's. So I feel like if Cabosas get the four, you know, that's seven M's all together. I mean, we should get the fight, man. But uh, it's no, ain't no telling, man. Ain't no telling how the business, what, what's going on with this, man. But at 135, I feel like it's one fight to make. All this Loma talk, we done seen this man lose twice this era. We got an undefeated champion. We never seen lose. But they still trying to make a case that Doma's the bigger name. Miss me with that. This this undisputed would solidify Cabosas if he was to win in boxing history. A Loma win, just, you know, just another name on your resume. You dig what I'm saying? So hopefully we can still get this fight. You know, ain't nothing been announced yet. But, I, I mean, I really, I'm, I'm clamoring for the Haney Combosis, man, for Undisputed. But, yeah, that's all I really had to, uh, wanted to uh, talk about. All right. All right. Uh, let me see. I think that might be everybody. King Bourne, uh, waiting on you. In the meantime, uh, let me double check these super chats. Ringwalk Danny, where can they find you? Uh, they can find me on Ringwalk Danny on all platforms. Looks like I got James Benitez who says, I doubt PBC plan is for Keith to fight Crawford next. I bet we get Keith Danny again. Shout out TBV. Shout out to you. Uh, Mr. PBC Boomerang. Yeah, um, yeah, hello? Yes, sir. Yeah, man, I keep on hearing about this money stuff, but nobody's talking about who's the A-side. Who's the A-side, Ness? In what? In the Devin, in the, uh, Gambosa's fight. Um, I guess Gambosa's because he got the belts. So, would Gambosa's get more money or would Devin Haney get more money? Uh, it's hard to say because Devin gets a promoter split. He gets okay. a fighter purse but, and a promoter purse. Who who usually gets more money? The A side. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, Canelo. Canelo. Yes Canelo took less money in the Cotto fight. Yes or no? He got three belts. I mean, is 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 all subjective. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Bill Haney, man. He got you trained. But yeah, man, that's my call, man. All right. Shout out Bill, man. You you hating on Bill, bro. Why? Why? Looks like we got James Benitez with another counterpunch. Oh, man. Hey, Ness, man, let me ask you a question. Yeah. If, Floyd, if Floyd come out of retirement and fight Canelo right now, who's the A-side? If Floyd come out of retirement and fight Canelo right now, who's the A-side? Uh, just saying that shit don't matter, Floyd, man. It doesn't Floyd. matter exactly. It doesn't matter who has the more belts and all this other shit right now. It matters. It pretty much matters about starting, man. Cambosis is not a star. You know what I'm saying? So just because he got the belts, he won. He won one big fight. Devin been defending his belt. Devin been doing this thing. He's the A side. Period. You know. And besides, he's the man. He's making money that damn Cambosis had never seen. 
So Cambosa can't all of a sudden. So Cambosa pay grade went up from what? 400,000, 500,000 now to 4 million. That's fucking ridiculous in negotiations. You know, I don't get it, man. This old boxing bullshit, man. Yo, Ness, I'm about to go ahead and go to bed, man. I'm out, man. You have a good one. All right. <laughs> that, one, that, one, that call is just stuck with me. All right. Well, that is everybody. Ness GTO, Instagram, and Twitter. I'm back at it 9 a.m. in the morning, 6 a.m. West Coast. We, 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 we're oh, back oh, at oh, it. Oh, you going to wake up? Yeah. 6 a.m. West Coast. We back. Peace. All right,